Welcome back to another episode of What We Think. It's Sara and Mandira. We're really excited because we finally invested in microphones. So hopefully you can tell the difference in the audio quality. I mean, just like listening to you right now, Mandira, like your your voice is like so crisp. It's just so satisfying to listen to. It's so cool. We got like our headphones on and like it's, I've never seen a microphone like this before. I'm trying to keep my face close to it. It's I don't know. How to, it's so <laughs> I feel so professional. It feels so professional, like with people on like YouTube. I feel like a real mm-hmm. podcaster now. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into some life updates. Why don't you go? How's school going? By the way, week two is it week two? Yeah, week two. It's actually going pretty well. They said they wouldn't start giving us homework until, like, or, like, we wouldn't start learning new content until the third week. So, right wow. now, we're just kind of chilling. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But my life update was just that um, my job at the lake is coming to an end. I just have two more days this weekend. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, like, sad. I liked it. It was really fun. I know. But at the same time, you're going to get your weekends opened mm-hmm, up. But, that's like, true. Yeah, your TikTok fame is kind of and yeah. gonna dwindle down now because no one's gonna watch you make Italian. What is it, what was it like blue raspberry Italian sodas or something? Mm-hmm. That was our biggest TikTok. Oh my god! How many how many views did that one get? Like forty four thousand. It was wow. crazy. I've never had that much on a TikTok before. Practically famous. Practically famous. Practically. <laughs> Okay, so my life update is I've been starting to do, like, a bunch of DIY crafts and stuff. So, for example, do you remember, like, a couple – I think it was, like, a month ago now or maybe a couple weeks. I'm losing track of time. Um, We went went thrifting and Mm -hmm. I picked up, like, a a ginormous – I think it was, like, a double or a triple XL polo shirt. I finally got around and I trimmed it. So, like, I cut off, like – four or five inches and then mm-hmm. I restitched it so it like the bottom still looks like a polo shirt so it's like it looks so pretty. oh my god I spent six hours on it but it <laughs> looks so good so it was worth it I'm excited to see it you definitely have to like wear it when we go skateboarding or something um 100% we should mm-hmm. go skateboarding this week actually I haven't gone in some time so mm-hmm. me neither it is calling me yeah anyways Let's get into today's topic. So today's topic is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time. And you might have seen it uh, on social media or heard of it briefly in the news. But because there's so much going on, it's not one of the things that's um, paid attention to a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it is, people don't realize the gravity of the situation. They don't realize like how horrific it is. And I am talking about um, the suppression, no, yeah, the oppression of the Uyghur Muslims in China, specifically like the concentration camps or internment camps um, that a lot, like close to a million or actually no, more than a million Uyghur Muslims are currently detained in. And we'll go into that more. I know you don't know a lot about it, right? Yeah, I remember doing some, like, research initially when we were thinking about this topic, like, quite a few months ago, Mm -hmm. but 
I don't know, all I've been seeing recently is, like, the Instagram threads, but now I'm just confused about what's reliable information and what's not, so hopefully yeah, absolutely. we'll get into that. I, so, all of the information that, that I have, like, all my notes are, like, from reliable websites, mm-hmm. and they're all cited, so you can trust everything, especially for this one. Like, I know for other ones, we kind of go off and we're like, I think, but this one, I want to stick to hard facts, mm-hmm. especially because I know, like, at least um, in our community, like, there was, like, a bunch – there was this whole thing where someone w- – w- there was this thread of Twitter screenshots, and then they were um, – had some false – facts about the Uyghur concentration camps Mm -hmm. and I think it was just to like draw attention to it and being like this is a really big deal but it it kind of um was taken the wrong way because it was like comparing it to the holocaust and anyways we'll get into all of that later and like how it can be problematic and why it's so important and I think that's the uh, important reason to have like factual information because if it's not factual then people won't trust it and then they'll kind of just dismiss it even if it is really important yeah yeah all right so i think a good place to start off with is explaining who are the uyghurs so the uyghurs are an ethnic minority located in western china so they're not han chinese like the majority of um the population of china is they're a different ethnic minority um they're about 13.5 million out of 1.4 billion, which is oh very God. minuscule. I know. <laughs> um, most uh, Uyghurs are Muslim and they're Turkic speaking. So they don't speak um, – is it Mandarin? Yeah, yeah. I think most Chinese people would speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. They have like a Turkic language and they're more like Central Asian than Chinese. So they have like different foods, culture, religion. All of that is different. So – a few years ago, I think starting around 2014, uh, what had happened is there were, like, the Chinese government started kind of – there's always been tension between the Uyghur Muslims and the Chinese government. Um, and so that started escalating when the Chinese government opened up, like, these detention camps – Basically, that's what they uh, are, or like concentration camps. Mm-hmm. And they, at first, they denied their existence. And in these, they would, um, the purpose of them is to kind of cleanse the the Uyghurs of like their own culture or their identity, um, and kind of strip them of all of that and just try to make them part of Han Chinese as close to as possible. So it's like an ethnic. Um, cleansing a cultural and and that's called like a cultural genocide so by doing this at first what had happened is like when uh, initially when reports started coming out like in 2017 um through like there were like satellite images of like these huge like prison like structures Mm -hmm. um and everyone was like what is that and the chinese government was like denying that there were any uh, there was anything such as like these prisons and then finally after like the evidence became too much for them to like kind of deny it they started calling them um voluntary vocational training centers what (laughs) what does that even mean so basically they're like oh you know this is like if any of the uyghurs feel like they are getting extremist or terrorist qualities they can come 
to these voluntary training centers to be cleansed of that. So, um, yeah, that's what they were trying to um, sell it as. And it was clearly not that after a, a many, many reports of people who've escaped or been able, managed to leave these camps have um, come to say. So the conditions are pretty horrific and it's up to, there's like, I think more than now, more than a million Uyghurs are detained in these. Oh my God. I know, it's it's crazy. Out of 13.5, so that's like around one in every 10 people. So is detained in one of these camps so and so it's definitely a lot of like you know you're you'll know like your family like one of your family members you'll definitely know someone who's in these or they've just like mysteriously disappeared and so the people who are not in these camps there's also a lot of constant surveillance so if you're not in the camps the entire province so the province that most of these Uyghur Muslims live in is uh, Xinjiang. I am totally sure I butchered that, and I'm sorry. But um, that's the province. It's in, like, western China. And so they're under, like, surveillance of, like, their internet activity, like, you know, their phone calls. Just There's also, like, security cameras on the streets, like, everything. Which is kind of scary. Um. So- so some of the conditions of these camps is obviously they're trying to like kind of brainwash and cleanse the Uyghur Muslims. We I've already said that like of like their own culture or like their religion. But some of the things like some of the punishments or ways that they'll exploit you is if you like speak out or make any comments like against the Communist Party, which is already kind of dangerous to do in normal China. But there you're like tortured. So there's like beating, starvation. There's evidence of, like, electrocution, strip searching, medical exper- medical experiments, and gang rape. That's, like, all common there. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I just, like, I don't understand why this is necessary that they do this. I know. it's And that's, like, the sad thing because this is not the first time something like this has happened in history ever. And it's so frustrating. People say that, you know... That, like, someone's identity should not be a cause for them to not exist or, you know, be cleansed of their identity. That's not something that should happen, and it still happens because people just don't want things that are different than them, which is, hmm, really, you know, really frustrating, I'd say, for myself. And so some other things is there's also... Last year, there was a whole investigation by the China Tribunal, which was like a big coalition of a bunch of lawyers and um, human rights organizations. Um, And so they were like investigating into this and they found evidence of organ harvesting from these camps. So that is so they'll kill um, the detainees so they can take their organs like hearts, kidneys, lungs, skins. Um, so that was kind of scary. And yeah. so this, w- this was presented in front of the United Nations Human Rights Council. And, um, obviously that was not a very pleasant, uh, council meeting. Some of the other things that we might want to, uh, I want to just highlight is there's also because Muslims are known to like, we don't eat alcohol, eat alcohol and drink. I was going to say eat alcohol and drink pork. We don't <laughs> drink alcohol and eat pork. 
Um, but they're like because they're trying to cleanse you of like your culture or your religion, they'll like force you to drink it, um, alcohol or eat pork. And in a recent investigation by AP News found that there's just a lot, man. There's a lot that's going on. There's also like mass sterilization. So they're trying to um, – which is, like, preventing Uyghur women from being able to give birth. So it's, like, controlling your population, which, uh... What? Yeah. This so there's like, a lot, and... Yeah. This is crazy. giving me Holocaust vibes, but, like, I know, like, comparing it to it, like, doesn't make sense. But I just... I don't get why it's not getting, so, like, the attention that it deserves. Yeah, yeah. So that... So that that's the thing like even when the holocaust was happening people kind of turned a blind eye and they're like oh that's Mm -hmm. horrible but there's nothing we can do about it and how devastating did that turn out to be i mean like the effects are still you can still see the effects now so like we can't have something like this happen again and um people really need like even if it's horrible like i've just said i i felt i i felt kind of bad just like spitting a bunch of facts at you but i like i felt like you should have um asked some more questions so it's just not like bombardment with uh, just a bunch of depressing things but it's all things that you need to think about and one of the things i'll like kind of just end off by saying is that um the detainees in these concentration camps they're they're being they're being forced labor they have to do forced labor and a lot Mm -hmm. of global clothing brands are taking advantage of this i don't know if you've heard about this but Okay, so this is crazy. 20%, which is one-fifth of the cotton garments in the world, have cotton that comes from Xinjiang, which is the province that um, in the heartland of heartland of the Uyghur population. And this July, more than 180 human rights, organiz- human rights organizations came together demanding that the brands cut ties and stop being complicit in profiting off like the exploited labor. And... Some of these brands are, like, very well-known, like Abercrombie & Fitch, Adidas, Amazon, Calvin Klein, Gap, oh H&M, Victoria's Secret, Zara, Tommy Hilfiger, Nike, Patagonia. So that kind of shocked me when I saw all those names. But all of – and there's, like, 30 more at least that get their cotton and they kind of just turn a blind eye to everything that's going on. So it's a lot that is happening. The conditions are horrible and people just need to wake up and see it. Mm-hmm. But like the thing, the thing that I always get stuck on when I'm thinking about this topic is like, I just don't like what you were saying before. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I like as a person could do to help them. Like, I just. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good point. And like, definitely, especially with things that are. Uh, seems so far removed from us and mm-hmm. seem like too big of a problem for a, a, a single person like a single adult let alone like a, a teen um to fight against um so there are a couple things number one is you can boycott the companies using the forced weaker labor which is c- kind of difficult because there's a ton of brands but i'd say pick a few that resonate the strong resonated most strongly with you and you can like raise awareness raising awareness and bringing like importance like like a gravity to the situation being like this is really serious it's not just happening and you can't be like oh it's sad too bad we need to do something about it because these are people that are suffering Mm -hmm. yeah and there's something called the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act 
so that is kind of calling out and like legally kind of slapping slapping the wrists of the companies that are using the forced labor to get the cotton and making these garments so like for all of those companies that i listed before so and you you can call your local congressional representatives and tell them about like to support this so i think that's a good yeah that sounds really cool and the united states so like if and i think that's like the biggest thing that we can do like local government and even like state or federal government if you just really hammer them and be like Mm -hmm. make calls and lobby them to be like you need to make have a bigger stand on these issues because the united states already has like recently imposed sanctions on chinese officials like um involved in like suppressing these uyghurs like for example they're like banned from coming from the united states and all of their united states assets like homes home stocks stuff like that is seized from them and like closing chinese consulates in the united states so that type of stuff is already happening it just needs to happen on a larger scale Mm -hmm. yeah i think we can definitely see like the amount of power like our like youth and other teens have like we saw how many people Mm -hmm. would like send emails about like the black lives matter movements and all these things to local reps like i know we can like make the same like put enough effort into this cause as well Mm -hmm. i also heard like recently in instagram like things that people were reposting on their instagram story they were talking about Mm -hmm. the new movie mulan that's gonna come out and apparently it was related to the Uyghur muslims okay so like kind of so and also the the mulan movie came out on last friday actually came out yeah i know and, like, the sad thing, like, I love, like, the Disney, like, live-action remakes. They're so cool. But, like, I was kind of sad when I first heard that um, this one, they – there's no music in it, which was, like, kind of sad because – Yeah, there's no music in this Mulan. It's more action-based. And so I, I think it will still be a cool movie to watch. But here's the problem. The reason it was getting, like, a lot of track – um like, heat – and there was a couple news articles on this as well, is so in the credits of um, the movie when it finished, it said like special, it said like giving special thanks to the government, specifically like the Xinjiang government, which is the province where the Uyghur Muslims are, and being like special thanks for helping us like film this and, um, you know, calling them out basically. And... That was really problematic because that same government in that same area probably uh, is like suppressing millions of these of mm-hmm. these Uyghur Muslims, and Disney is thanking them. Like yeah. that's that makes no sense, and like they don't even like recognize or address the fact that while they were e- even going to these filming locations, they passed by met probably many of these. Uh, concentration camps which by the way there's more than a thousand of oh which my god blew my mind i was like are you kidding me but yeah if you have more than a million people being detained you're yeah you definitely know that's just crazy oh my god so that's why it was receiving a lot of heat and so now i'm kind of like stuck on like should i watch the movie or not because how am I supposed to, like, make a stand? Because boycotting can actually have a really big impact. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. 
Yeah, we should definitely think about that more. Well, um, moving into our next topic, uh, we have a pop culture topic coming up soon. But before that, let's do our top five. Yeah, let's take off some of this heaviness. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this was like a lot for everybody to, um, to think about, yeah. but it's all important to... Uh, it's all it's all important things that we're trying to bring to light. It's not like we're trying to down make your mood worse because it's 2020 and everything that <laughs> could go wrong has gone wrong already. But we got to know like the world isn't going to become a better place if we don't do anything about it. But yeah. that doesn't mean we have to think about a bunch of depressing things all the time. We just have to focus on fixing them. And with that on your mind, let's move on to the top five with our brand new wheel. One second. Let's the noise. <laughs> One sec. Can you hear it? No, I can't. But I really enjoy the effort. I tried to get because it, it makes <laughs> a really cool like. Anyways, the top five thing that we need to pick is our top five. Actually, no. This is not. This is only one. Your go-to movie snacks. Your go-to movie snacks. Three. Two, one, go. Okay. Um, definitely popcorn. Like at a movie theater, I get popcorn. I get a Coca Cola icy. I get. <gasps> oh my candy. god, that's so good! Like I love gummies. Any type of gummy bears, probably. Um, I'm maybe I'd even get nachos. Like if we're gonna do five, let me junior mints. Is that five? Oh. I think that's five. I love junior okay, mints. Okay, I'll make a con- I'll make a confession. The only time I ever eat popcorn is in the movie theater. Like when we like that's it because I. It's hate- so good. It's good and like I don't like I just don't generally like popcorn. But like at a movie theater, like that's the only thing that's there. Normally, what my what I end up getting is like I'll get like an orange soda, or like you know the blue raspberry ices. Oh, those are so so good. good. And um, I love pop- how they have the. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You go. I love how they have the little spoon at the bottom of the straw. That's like my yes, favorite it's so, part. It's so perfect. It's like a teeny one. It's just, it's like they know that we're going to drink up every little sip. And also for the snacks, I'll I'll say that like a lot of the, like, the movie snacks are overpriced and they're not even yes. that good. So the best That's thing is besides true. the popcorn and the drinks, like the best, next best thing to do is just sneak in a bunch of like more gourmet stuff so like yes. my mom will like sneak in like oh my god my mouth is watering just thinking of it so she'll snap she'll so she'll like we'll sneak in like like chocolates and stuff like that and we'll just be eating those or i'm trying to think of anything in particular chips i don't i'm not a big chips person my family is but i think those are my go-to movie snacks yeah and it's not even like our fault honestly there's like a bartel drugs like right next to the movie theater like, i know they cannot exactly. expect us to not buy candy before we get into the movie theater it's there i mean at least like it's like they they were planning on us to not buy it from the movie theater it's it, honestly if you ask me it's their fault and you know have you seen some there's like some really creative ways to sneak food in sneak food mm-hmm. into the movie theater have you seen this one where like you like stuff and like you pretend to be pregnant and then yeah. you have like a ton of I think that one's that one's my favorite. That one's really funny. Mm-hmm, for sure. I think one time we snuck in like a boba drink somehow, like under <gasps> someone's How? I don't <laughs> even remember it fully. It was that was just a flurry time. But oh, <laughs> that's I think that's 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 got to be the best one, honestly. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to our pop culture topic. This was something I was doing a little bit of reflecting, and I realized that this whole summer I've been obsessed with reality television. I think I've definitely talked about it a little bit, but oh yes, I think my faith in the reality TV industry was too high. Um, now, <laughs> now you had faith in them yes. to begin with. I'm a little concerned. I I watched so many like love centered reality shows about like finding oh, yeah. your you soulmate. Yeah, you watched what was it? The blind one. Love is blind. Love is blind. Too hot to handle. Indian matchmaking. Oh my god. And married at first sight. Yes, all of those. Dude, we've <laughs> talked about all of them on this podcast. That's yeah. something. Oh my gosh. And then there's, like, other ones, like The Voice, then there's Queer Eye, and Mm -hmm. it's just, like, I really thought they were doing something, I really thought they were changing people's lives for the better, but then I, like, started to think about it a little more, and that's what I wanted to talk about today, um, I, I want to call it the the truth about about reality shows. Or, I think, what about the reality about reality shows. The reality of reality. The reality okay, sure, of reality sure. shows. That, that, that has a better ring to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first time I thought of this was The Voice this season. Mm-hmm. It, I watched it first episode to last episode with my siblings. Like actually yeah. I, we'd wait till it would come out and we'd like watch ep- each episode as it came out. Like we were like really oh, wow. into I've never done that before with any show. And I always wait for all of them. Most of the time, I wait for all of them to mm-hmm. come. Or, like, if I watch, if it's, like, a weekly thing and they're premiering, maybe, like, a, a couple days, and then I'll watch it, like, wait a couple days and watch it. Yeah. Like, I, I've always just waited till it came on Netflix and then just, like, watched it on my own time. But for some mm-hmm. reason, this was, like, a bonding thing with my siblings, like, watching <laughs> The Voice. That's and so sweet. Yeah, it was cute, but when we found out that Allegra Miles, oh, sorry, this is, like, a spoiler, like, if you haven't watched The Voices in yet, I guess, like, skip this, but Allegra Miles <laughs> did not win The Voice, and she definitely deserved to, it was just, and that's when, like, I realized that, like, it really doesn't matter if you're talented, like, it's all pre-planned by producers, and I just started to hate the world, like, it just felt, everything just, do you ever feel like that? Yes, I I know. I okay. I I felt like that, like because you know the entire point of reality shows is like the best outcome. Actually, there was one time on a reality TV show I watched. I watched a couple this summer. the The main one that I watched, like the entire season, was Married at First Sight. That one it gave Married at me. First Sight. Yes, and I but, had like, no the idea producers you at the that. end. Yeah, no, I dude, I talked about. I they watch like, Indian Matchmaking. I watched a couple episodes of that, but I was like, none of the people are coming back. That there is no point to this show. So I stopped watching it after like three episodes. But for Married at First Sight, what really upset, what I found really funny that the producers had no clue that this guy, like one of the um, guys, like, so they get married and his mm-hmm. name's Matt. And oh he's a total douche. So I love him. At the end, I thought I was really hoping for that couple to work out. But mm-hmm. at the end, he's kind of like, "Yeah, I knew from like the first within the first five minutes that I was not going to stay married to her." <gasps> and he has like total relation. And he's like, he has he has he has like a commitment phobia. He's literally what? like when he went out with his, he would continuously go out with his friends and like leave his wedding ring behind. Oh, and like, yeah, yeah. He would go like hang out with, and yeah. So anyways, 
he was and the producers were totally shocked by like by this they had they were totally blindsided they expected the match to work out which i found hilarious but anyways he ended up being a total douche and kind of ruined the show for me yeah like speaking of matches indian matchmaking i was Mm -hmm. my sister researched this and apparently not a single couple from the show like actually are still together which is like I, I'm does, not surprised. It doesn't even make any sense. Like it's her, it's Seema's job. Like Seema from Mumbai, like the lady who runs the yeah, show. Like, I find it so like she keeps introducing herself as "Hello, I am Seema from Mumbai." Oh my god, <laughs> that but, was a pretty good accent. Yeah, um, I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> it just made no sense. Like it's just they just make it look all like happy like during while it's filming and then at the end everything just falls apart like i just i i just have no idea yeah there's a real disconnect it makes no yeah she's i she's definitely not qualified and Mm -hmm. it also really annoyed me that every episode there would be like two new people introduced and you would not find out what happened to the people in the before like one of my favorite people was like introduced in the first episode nadia with an a no a she's not even aparna aparna Aparna. oh my god she was hilarious (laughs) but you know i never saw aparna again after like the third episode no she was that was really it was just really hard for seema to find her a match and then by the time she did apparently didn't work out like it's just so dumb so anyways I'm glad that this summer has been a revelation to you that most reality tv shows are pretty rigged yeah what are some Mm-hmm. What what are some other what were you saying? I was gonna just I was gonna ask you like what were like some other ones that you think? yeah. So Queer Eye, okay. I know Queer Eye is literally one of my favorite shows in the world. Like I love the people in you. Have you seen Queer Eye? You, yeah, yeah, seen I it? have. I have. Seen okay, it, thank yes. God, thank God. They're all so sweet. Oh I my love them, but I was really thinking about it, and it they can't really be changing these people's lives, right? Like. They spend, like, two days with them. Mm -hmm. Or a week. A week with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just because they buy them, like, some new pots and pans and Anthony teaches them how to make, like, killer guacamole doesn't mean that they're going to, (laughs) like, pick their life up and, like, I don't know, like, a full 180. And, like, I was thinking about this one episode where this dog groomer Mm -hmm. just... I don't know. She she was just like in a rut because she couldn't afford a new dog grooming mobile, like a dog truck. grooming yeah truck thing. Mm-hmm. And they just bought her the truck. And I was like, you didn't even have to be there. All she literally needed was a truck, and her life was back yeah. to normal. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. Oh. I feel like as the seasons go on, they're running out of people to help or mm-hmm. people who want their help. I mean, like, it's it's sad because they're all such sweet people, but like. I mean, the concept is nice, but you can't mm-hmm. really change someone's life with some new clothes. Yeah, for sure. Gosh, that really sucks. And this one, I really <laughs> need to understand. Too hot to handle? What made you think it would be even <laughs> remotely realistic? No, the connections that like seem to be made. Like The whole point of the show was stepping out of just like physical attraction and really digging deeper into learning what like love was yeah and like emotions Mm -hmm. and i really thought these two characters these two people sharon and Rhonda, really like found each other and Mm -hmm. it really made sense it was beautiful like sharon literally facetimed Rhonda's baby boy and they like talked and 
And then right when the show ends, it turns out they live in like separate states and they just break up. And I'm like, excuse well, you. That works. Mm-hmm. Well, because honestly, for, for a reality TV show, you want to put on like your best side and you need to make it like the most entertaining. And it's not entertaining if everything and, and it's not entertaining if like no one gets along. So you have to kind of like force yourself to be friends with everyone. And then as soon as reality show is over, you like you're just like, oh. Well, you know, I thought I thought you were the one and I made everyone think you were, but um bye bitch. Oh my god. The profanity we have to put the explicit symbol on this Spotify thing now. No we don't. Do we? Oh they'll probably put it. No one's gonna come to the end. No, don't say things like that. They will. They will. People will listen. Yeah, well if you've made it to the end, (laughs) congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um yeah tell us i don't know what else there is to say <laughs> school is gonna start for me in oh my less gosh. than two weeks and i am oh my god yeah in one and a half weeks so i'm very terrified everyone please send you'll do a prayers to me. don't even worry oh my gosh i got my textbooks and stuff and Ooh, like college textbooks sort of stuff yeah. that's crazy did you look yes. at all those like tiktoks about how you can find your textbooks online for like free yeah, dude, my got my I got my English textbook for eight bucks, nice, and my nice. history one for twenty. But then shipping was kind of expensive, so it was like thirty dollars. So I mean, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. Anything else to add on before we end this podcast? No, not at all. I think we're at a good spot. So thank you guys for joining us this week, and we hope to see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.